This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. The um, person we wanted to speak about today is somebody whose yard was actually Friday. Um, this is somebody whose life is really, I guess, one of the most extraordinary lives uh, very short, but uh, extraordinary lives was the Ramchal. Chofov um, Iyar is his yard site. He lived to 40 years, maybe 40 years, um, and his life was incredibly tumultuous. Um, I guess, it, it briefly, um, let's just first make, a, I guess, sort of a uh, uh, a, a sketch. In, in, he was born in Italy, in Padua, in 1707, and he was Nifta in Eretz Yisrael, 1747. He um, was a tremendously prolific writer. He was near. They, people wrote of him terribly. Put him haramim. Um, extraordinary, extraordinarily tumultuous life um, and uh, we'll try we'll go over a little bit step by step and, and we'll get a sense of what was going on and so on first of all it's important to understand the Tkufa um, the Tkufa was coming Shapsitzvi was active in the mid 1600s in his wake there were a whole bunch of false Mashiachs um, one in particular came not too far before his life, and a lot, a lot of that will play itself out. So he was born in Padua, and all we know is we don't know much about his early childhood. He had a Rebbe who would stay with him through the rest of his life. There were two, two gedolim that were important and supported him in most difficult times. The first one was named Rabbi Yeshua, Basan. He wrote a Sefer Tshuvas Lachmei Toit, I think. Um, and uh, that was his Rebbe, his immediate Rebbe. And then his Rebbe had a father-in-law, Rabbi Yomin Akoyen, who was a very big person. He was a Talmud of Moshe Zakuta, Zakut, who was a big Mekubal. And um, those were the two main Rebbeim, or people that at least held of him. He was, what we do know is, he grew up in Italy. Italy, fascinatingly, they, they people there were very educated. There were also some interesting things about, they were very friendly with the Goyim, the Jews, the Goyim, but he was educated. He, he studied, he knew languages, knew a bunch of languages, he knew a lot of, he, he had a university education. By the time he was 14 or 15, he knew Shas, Poiskim, Zoyar, Kisra, Rizal, backwards and forwards. He was an incredible genius. And at the age of 15, his Rebbe um, left Padua and he was basically on his own. He joined a group of a chabura of people that were looking to be Oyved Hashem L'Shem Shemayim to be Oyved Hashem and to 
the Golos, they had Takonis, maybe we'll see soon some of the Takonis. A lot of it centered around learning Zohar and being very, very, you know, kind of closed group. Um, at the age of 19, he got smicha and so on. At the age of 20, something incredible happened to him. He had a revelation from a Malach who began to teach him Torah. And he, um, the, um, and, and so first it was a Malach, and then Novi, and other Nishamis came and started teaching him Torah. And he wrote it down. He wrote down a tremendous amount. He, would, he had one safe on Kohelas, a new Zohar on Kohelas of over 800 pages and going strong. He had on Chumash up to Pashvayesha 500 pages. It was incredibly prolific writing, but it was all B'Shem Amagid. A Magid would come and tell him. Somebody would, a Neshama, a, a Malach would come and teach him. He had a group of these Talmidim, this, this Chabura became a little, a little bit bigger and he wrote and he and they were in awe of him I mean, they would see him and we'll, maybe we'll see soon a description of um, they would they would see him fall down on like a sh- on his table and then for a half hour he cranked out and then he would start writing prolifically this is all the source material for all this I should have been mocked him it or should I be mocked him how do we know all these things um, the best mucker for all these things are always letters and um, the letters of Ramchal came out um, in a few editions each one has more and these are letters from the Rachal to the Ramchal from his Rebbe to his Rebbe his Rebbe kept most of these letters the edition I'm using is called Igus Ramchal put it out by uh, Mechon Ramchal and Rav Shirazi put it together and these, there, was, there were in previous editions, most of these letters existed, and um, that's, that's as best source material you can possibly get. And all sorts of documents, we have them. It's not so long ago, um, it's uh, less than 300 years ago, we have the materials and this is where it comes from. <coughs> so, his Talmudian described, he had a Talmud who came from Europe, from Vilna, this was in Italy, which was sort of Sephardi, basic kind of Sephardi. He wasn't a Sephardi, but it was Sephardi. And he came from Poland, and he wrote back letters. He came from Vilna, I think. He wrote back letters about, it's amazing, I never believe what kind of Rebbe I have. He, he, he falls down, and he gets these Giluyim, and, he's, um, and he writes these new Zohar, and he wrote new Tehillim, and new Tfilis, and he's only 22 years old. The letters created a ruckus back um, in Europe, and people, Rabbanim, started getting extremely nervous. What does it mean somebody 22 years old is writing his own Zohar Kodesh, and he has Magidim and Malachim, and he's trying to bring Mashiach? It, it, it was, I mean, it, it was incredible. The person who came out strongest against him was somebody called Reb Moshe Chagiz. Reb Moshe Chagiz was a Yerushalayim Yid who ended up going to Europe to collect money. He was a Yid, a very big Talmud Chachem. He wrote a sefer called Likut HaKemach. HaKemach is Rosh Hashem HaKotten Moshe Chagiz. And 
it was it's like a sort of a collection of of um, like of the uh, on you know things that were printed later. It was a work. It was a he was a very very big Talmud Chacham, a speaker, and he had led the fight against a, another false Mekubal Mashiach, whose name was Nechem Yechiyun. Nechem Yechiyun was a um, a, a Shabzai Tzvinik. Shabzai Tzvi was dead, but the movement wasn't dead. He was a smart operator, Nechem Yechiyun, and he was kicked out from a bunch of places, but he would always manage to slip back to a different city, and Prava Kabbalah, and Prava Nistaris, and so on, and people fell for him. And he, um, and uh, Reb Moshe Chagiz was one of four against him, and succeeded in getting him um, thrown out. So he undertook the battle against Ramchal with full vehemence and very, very, very strongly against him. The uh, the oh, the, the back and forth. They're, 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 most of the letters are letters back and forth about this. Um, they are most Rabbanim at first seem to be kind of they don't know what to make of it. Reb Basan and Reb Yomna Koyin defended him. Reb Yomna Koyin <coughs> sent him a letter. He, he held Ramchal so much. Reb Yomna Koyin was a was a very harsh person. He was a Talmud Moshe Zakut, and he was considered from the Skanam Kubalim. And he, of all the Rabbanim, used by most Achnoah, and he asked Ramchal why is he suffering so much himself about Rabbi Yom Akkoy himself himself had a lot of Yisurim, he was dying, and he told him that his neshama is a Gilgul of Akiva ben Yosef, and what he did wrong, and so on. Um, but he was the only, most of the Rabbanim went from being neutral to antagonistic. They said, first of all, the Tainis were, a lot of his Hanhogis were strange. First of all, he wasn't married. He didn't get married to his 24, 25, which was extremely unusual. And, and one of the things that's, first of all, getting married is, is a chiyuv, it's a mitzvah. Uh, people got married young. It means that you sit piktusha batara when you're married. Somebody who wasn't married was suspect, and certainly someone who wasn't married shouldn't be oistik in these inyanim. Two, um, he was a chutzlaretz. In chutzlaretz, they felt you can't have Magidim come and teach you and so on and so forth. That's not, in chutzlaretz, it doesn't happen. Third of all, he didn't have a beard. He, um, he, 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 sh- he cut it with scissors. He clipped his beard with scissors. He had a reason. I guess I'll pick a ball for some reason, Chutzaretz, but, but he did it, and that was very, very strange. He wasn't Nizel and Tvila Sarev Shabbos. He said he doesn't need it. Um, they were, did not like, no Sigufim, no Tanesim. Um, they were very, very, they didn't like his Anhogis. They felt that he was very haughty and arrogant. He says, like he writes, that you know, that, that Rizal wasn't given permission to be Megalit. I was given permission. That's why I'm writing it. They felt a 22-year-old, and and I mean, the Rizal and 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 the Zohar Kaddish and 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 in these and in all of these and all of these um, there the Zohar Kaddish, there would be passages of Shevach to him. Pesach he said that, that Ramchal is, is so choshev and he's a, a, a precious neshama because Baruch chose him to gala so much. They didn't like that. 
didn't like that he harped a lot on Mashiach. He kept saying that he's going to bring the Geula and they're doing things to be Mesakin and make Tikkunim for the Geula and so on and so forth. That was very suspect. Um, and so on. They felt there weren't any Chidushim. They said that basically things he wrote are no Chidushim. To which he responded, you, you don't begin to understand. If you, go, if you think that what I'm saying has no Chidushim in it, I, I, it, it's, it yes, it's very clear and it's very lucid, but it's full of Chidushim. Um, they were not happy about that. It was extremely tumultuous with letters back and forth, with sharp, <coughs> sharp, sharp letters against him, and so on. Most of Rabbanim who wrote against him sharply had never met him, never seen him. It wasn't possible in those days to meet. But everything they heard, and there was no denials to, to it, you know, and it wasn't as if the facts were off, was not, um, was not to their likings. They all felt, listen, we'd been burnt once, twice, three times, four times, five times. How many times have to be burnt before we, we, we recognize these characters? They're young, they form a cult around themselves, they, 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 they speak Kabbalah all day long, they have Giluyim, and they're working with Mashiach. It's a pattern. It's a, it's a, we, we, we burnt enough times, we need to. His rabbi still defended him, and um, they agreed basically to have, he took a shavuah at the age of 23, that he would never um, stop, he, that he would stop um, making any svarim written b'shem magid, zoaloshin, and so on, in Kabbalah. That was, he was makabal on himself, um, uh, uh, to do that. He then, um, <coughs> the, the, the uh, next kuf of his life, so he, he spent a little bit more time, and they still were right of him. He got married, and he spent some more time uh, a, a learning with, with his chabur and so on and so forth. At the age of 28, he realized that in Italy he's never going to make it. The, the redifas were too difficult and so on, and he went to Amsterdam. Um, they were machrim in, isfarim in, um, in, uh, in Italy. They felt that he had um, overstepped. He wasn't, he was not, he wasn't um, keeping his word. And they took his farim and half of it they burnt, and half of it they buried somewhere deep. And he realized that he's not going anywhere. And he went to Amsterdam. And in Amsterdam, he um, managed to find Svarim. He managed to find Svarim. He um, then spent about 10 years in Amsterdam, um, more or less in Bimnucha. Um, he was adored in Amsterdam. He had Talmidim. He wrote some of his things in Amsterdam. And he was very, very, um, he was very Masliach. At the age of 36, he went to Eretz Yisrael, and at the age of 39, he was Nifta. Him, his wife, and his kids from a plague. That's it. He, um, his, his, um, they actually, it's Mikubal that he was buried in Tveria next to Akiva. There is a document of the, of the, the Rabbanim in Tveria to Chutzlaretz, they write that, that the great Tzaddik and Goyen, the Ramchal, was Nifta, people should make a spadim all over, and he's buried next to Akiva, and so on and so forth. There was another village, I don't know how many kilometers away, 
that claimed in in sort of a a uh, tzaddikim brochure that Ramchal was buried there, it doesn't seem right. I mean, the, the other the the, the other Rabbanim, the other people were in a town that was putting out like a tourist brochure, and that's why they wrote Ramchal's buried there. This is this was a Levian notice, but basically they asked people say, "Spade them." It it sounds a lot more like a Zemis. Um, that was his life. It was a life of turmoil. It's really hard to understand why it was in Skabal. I mean, most of the most of the odds, most of Rabbanim were against him. The two things that made him possibly um, why it became in Skabal and Yisrael was first of all the Vilna We don't have a direct um, writing of the Vilna but in Taisus Maiserav, it's one of the one of the Maiserav's that came out. And in there's another sefer written by Rabbi Shol, um Rosenstein. He was the uh, Lamja Mashkiach. He has a Maseris also that when the Goyen saw him for the first time, he paid a lot of money to buy it. He said if the Machaba was still alive, he would walk to meet him. He said there's not an extra word in it. And the Goyen was extremely marachit. And most, most of the other Chassidim also very marachit. So the, the Goyen's Haskama, you can't get better than that. In Rabbi Yisrael Salanta made Mesil Sesharim the cornerstone of learning Musa. That was considered the best Musa Sefer. In Kelm, which was a town of Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, they, um, <coughs> they took the Ramchal's Sfarim in quasi Kabbalah as the importance for him to learn to understand this Indian, um, like the Das Tunis and the Derech Hashem and so on, and some of the deeper Kalach Bisrechachma, they took that as those for him as being very, very important for him, and this was something that people learned who were serious about understanding a little bit deeper. So that became a Yisoyed Musid. Um, the Ramchal became also, and the people from the Goyen's Cheder, like the Leshem, writes about Ramchal that the Ramchal's work is extraordinary. He disagrees strongly in certain areas, but by and large, Ramchal was considered to be one of the giants, and that's where it became Miskabel and Mikubel and so on. Um, the 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 Sfarim that Ramchal wrote. Um, range, they're extraordinary. The first safe he put out was something called Lishon Limudim. Um, and I don't know if there's a modern printing, there's old printings of it. Lishon Limudim would, was basically, uh, I think he wrote it when he was 17 maybe, it's a, um, it's a book explaining literary techniques. And he goes through it, like different things, different types of songs, different ways of presenting ideas, a quotes from Tanakh to show you how certain ways, certain things are given. And Lahavel from Piyutim, Paitonim and, and, and books, he, he freely, it's, it's, it's a, he wrote a few books that one would call, um, it, it, not Svarim, they, they were really books, they were books with, of, of, of uh, you know, Choyl. There was that. There was something called Sefer Hegoyen, which is logic, pure logic, like it goes through, you know, um, formal logic. 
there's something called Mili Goyen, I'm sorry, it's called Mili Goyen. He has something called a Sefer Melitza, how to speak well and, and, and different turns of phrase and so on. He has plays that he wrote. Some of the plays were like real plays and some of them were more like to bring out a marshal or something like that. That's one type of Sefer. He wrote Masil Sesharim, which is probably the clearest, most lucid Musa Sefer, and we know it, Masil Sesharim. That's uh, a classic. He wrote many introductory works to Kabbalah, um, like Choyka Mekubal, Lochemes Moshe, Das Tvunos is meant to be Hashkafa. Das Tvunos Der Hashem Hashkafa, not the Yoinik, obviously, they're based on his knowledge of Kabbalah, but they, they have no Kabbalah terms, they're just totally um, with our vocabulary. And then he wrote Sfarim that are supposed to introduce to Kabbalah, uh, like Kalach Pisrechachma is very famous. Um, and he wrote Sfarim of really deep Kabbalah, which are extraordinary. Adib Amarim, it's a Pirush on the Idra. He wrote Tfilas and Tikunim and, and all sorts of things. Most of that is either we don't have it, either that was buried, or it was. Um, it, it just didn't become popular. Nobody, it's not something we touch and we leave that and that's it. And I mean, and the stuff that they buried, in, I mean, if he wrote 800 pages on, on Kohelas and going strong, and, and, and 200, 500 pages on Tulpash's Bayeshev, I think, and he was going strong and so on, it, it was incredibly prolific. I want to read some of the, the, the letters or, or whatever the material we have, documentaries. They're incredible. Uh, first of all, the Chabura. What did the Chabura do? They would have a, a, a round the clock steady limud of Zion the base Medrash, where it went 24 7 every single day. And before one guy would finish his shift, the other guy would start it. Um, they would, uh, you know, and, and a lot of taconis about how to make this. Um, you know, make sure that there's always somebody there and, and everybody has to give a certain amount of time um, that they shouldn't take any money for this or not expect any schar or not even think that it's a ticket for themselves it's only for the shechina, the ticket for the shechina and the ticket for Kala Yisrael um, there, is, there is a takana of um, that all of the Avayis Hashem should be totally lishma, without any, this is everything, not only the limud, but without any desire to get anything for themselves, in this world, in the other world, and so on and so forth, that everybody would work together and not, and there would be no machlokas, no pirud. Um, if they, if uh, anything they know, they find out to, to keep quiet about what goes on in base Medrash. To, to be mischazek and avoid even if people will laugh at them and so on. And then he has a few things like this. This is what the shul would look like. He said they would never speak anything on the table that wasn't divertar divert filler. And uh, if anybody would say something, then the gabai would say, Tnu covered Hashem and Yisrael, and they would all sit um, If there's Dvar Betalem, Going on, then the Gabbai would give a clap and say, "New covered Hashem Kaisol, I better have to keep quiet." If there's machlokas or anything, again, you would say, "New covered Hashem Kaisol," and so on, on and on about 
um, the Midas, the Anahogis, a lot, a lot of um, Kabbalas that they took on themselves. This was a Chabura when he was a teenager. Um, he was probably 15 or 16 at the time when they made these Takhanis. This is the letter that made him famous slash infamous. Um, this is Rabbi Kassil Gordon, um, who um, wrote a letter to a friend of his in Wien, in Vienna. Ela Odna, Godland, so on and so forth, Rabbi Um He says, I have something I must share with you because I just have to get out of me. He says, I want to tell you something. There is a young person here, he's 23 years old, and he's Kulay Kaddish. He's my Rebbe. He says, It's two and a half years that a Magid has come to him. He's a Megala Seris Neflois. Even when he was 14 years old, he said he knew all Kisver Rizal Balper, but he was very, very humble, didn't tell even his father about this, and nobody else. And Akadish Baruch Hu um, made it become known to people. It's a month already that I'm here and learning from him. Asher Ayn Ross of Asher Ayn Shemazais, he's a Nitzutz from Akiva Ben Yosef. And he has this Chidushim and Soydis as the Malach gives to him. And this is what it looks like. And he says, and he's working on a safer, a Zoyar, a second edition of Zoyar called Zoyar Tinyana. Vechenu Aseda. The Malach speaks from his mouth, but we don't hear anything. The Malach begins to tell him tremendous Soydis, and then he tells him, tells Ayyanovi to come, and he says his Soydis. And sometimes Metatrin, and sometimes the 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 Remehemna from Sab and so on. He's already finished a Chibur on Kohelas, and now he's he's making seventy Pirushim on Koyara Chazaka. He's written three Sfarim the Torah in the Lashon of Zohar, and so on and so forth. Um, he told me where my Neshama is from and what I need to do, um, and he says there's nobody since Shemuchay that is anything like this. Um, he said, I can keep talking, and I'll just never finish speaking about him. And if you would like to know anything, come and write to him. I'm sure he'll tell you a lot about yourself. That is the letter that his Talmud wrote about him. And Moshe Chagiz notes on it, writes on it, that this is something that must be uprooted totally before this Chas becomes spread, and we need to treat them, the whole Chabura, like right Um and he goes back and, and defends him back and forth. Um, so it's on and on. Um, I'm just picking out. He says, um, he, he says over here, I saw myself the Yehudim. He says he's Miyachet Yehudim. He falls down on his face on the table like a half hour. And then he sits up and starts writing so quickly that it's almost impossible to keep up with his writing. Um, and so on. The um, he writes drum um, now. Drum Hal's Rebbe was very upset with him. In other words, he defended him. But he said to him, "Why do you do these things? First of all, um, why do you need to tell people about this? And why do you need to teach Kabbalah like this? And why don't you just stick this?" His own Rebbe went back and forth. He, he, he knew that Ramchal was Kaddish and Torah, but he felt that his Hanhagis are getting him into trouble. 
And at one point, he gets very angry at the Ramchal and tells him off. And the Ramchal says he's very hurt that his friend should become his enemy. And very, very. But I want to read a passage from what his Rebbe, the, Mer- the Reb Shai Basan, writes to him. Um, he says, um, I was so happy with the Torah you told me, but I'm so upset at everything that's going on around you. When Mekomakom Tamani says, I wonder, why did you tell this Rebbe Kusil Gordon about all these things? Don't you know that that's the stupid Ashkenazim and Polonim love to, to spread nonsense and to talk and to hack a Chinik? They always were the ones that got people into trouble. Look at the other farm they wrote, Emek HaMelech. They make one big mess of Reb Chaim Vital's Torah and they, and they plagiarize and then they print it. And, and, and he says he thinks one of, one of the big causes of the Golas is that the Ashkenazim they were the ones who ran after Shabsi Tzvi. And you see that everything they do is, you know, the, the, the Balagan and the lies, everything. And that's why Moshe Chagiz is so upset with you, and so on. But, but his, his Rebbe was also upset with him. He writes, um, and then he writes back to him. He says, what can I do? He says, the Maggit comes to me. I'm not saying I'm as big as that reason. I'm not saying anything. But the, it's true. The Maggit comes to me. The Maggit tells these things. This is the Torah. I've never heard anybody. Everybody learns. Why don't they come and see what I do? He said, and let them look at my farm. Look at everything and, and tell me if they find anything wrong with it. Um, he said, you know, I, I can't deny. And then he says, you know, if you'd see how much my chaburah steig and grew, and, and what, you know, and, and one guy said went from being a kaifa pikeris to being a tremendous eved Hashem, and so on and so forth. Um, I just want to um, read also the nusach of the Ramchal Shvua to stop um, what he wrote. And it's interesting. I don't know if it's his nusach or his rebbe's nusach. It's probably his rebbe's nusach. But he writes like this. Being that every person who is a member of Yisrael, he is he's, he's obligated to listen to the people that are the Shefet B'yamach, and to do what they tell him to do. Because the Torah of the Shaif the Ador is Emes. That's why I'm going to listen to my Rebbe Rabbi Basan. That when he came here and inquired about all this from writing, he showed me all sorts of things and so on and so forth. He told me to um, to stop writing Sfarim um, Alpikabola, and certainly not Sfarim that are written with in the Lashna Zoya. And even though he says I feel that this was written by Magidim and Shamas Kedoshes, but my Rebbe said it's also to be Saimech on it because Shricha Zeika, and it's very easy to make a toss. And even though everyone feels good, but I can never be sure myself. And maybe sometime some michshol will come out. And my Rebbe also told me that the yichudim that I'm making for it is not matim for bezman azir. Therefore, I'm obligated to listen to the bichachomim, and I will. I'm a kabbal myself b'shvur gemura that as long as I'm chutzlaretz, um, I will not write loshan zoyar and from a maggid. I reserve the right. 
to write Lashon HaKodesh, but not with Magidim and so on and so forth. That is his letter. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing, uh, amazing, amazing letters back and forth. Um, and I guess sitting and thinking about that whole Tkufa, we really need to ask ourselves, so how do we understand it? How do we, how do we understand it? Um, his maizim and the things that he did certainly should have aroused opposition. There's no way in the world coming at the heels of Meshich Sheker, who were Machukai Yisrael. And there were a whole bunch of them. It wasn't the, the one closest with the Chemi Chiyun, and Shapsis was the father of all of them, you know, in the, in the Rokhnistic sense. But, I mean, so, so here, a 70 year old boy, 22 year old boy, gets up, he has these, these seizures, and he starts writing like crazy volumes and volumes of Zoya style stuff. So, so should they not have gone against him? And his anhogas are unusual. Not being married at a late age is strange, was very strange. Shaving was strange. All of it, all the, everything about it was, and, and, this, it, and this constant obsessive Mashiach. And his own Rebbe writes to him, I don't like it, you keep writing talking about Mashiach. Why? Why was always Mashiach mentioned? Um, and and um, it was, so, so here is someone that the Rabbana can against him, um, weren't right. And, and they were very harsh rabbanim. There was Rabbi Yosef Irgaz, who was a big mekubal, and um, there, 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 were, there were all sorts of Ramosh Chagiz, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, of course. Everybody that that every all rabbanim from all over, just listening to, it, were very upset with it. Um, and so they're right, but all of them are forgotten. Nothing is left from any any of his opposition. The Masil Sisharim is a living safer. The Der Hashem, the Das Tvunis, for those who understand the Adabamurim, the Kalach Pisrachumur, those are extraordinary Sfarim. Those are Sfarim that, that don't have equals. His writing, Ramchal's style is incredibly clear, crisp. It, it, it has a quality like you attribute the type of writing like the Rashi and Rambam, where things are so well put that you learn from what he said and what he didn't say, and exactly how he phrased it. And there's a, there's a clarity to it. It, it, it is incredible, it's Sfarim. He writes in his Derech Hashem, that's all these Sfarim, like when he told him you didn't say anything new, he said if you would look at it and you'd realize how much, how meticulous it is, I, I've, I've, I've burned many kashas just by the way I wrote it. You're not getting it. It sounds like a very simple overview. It's far from it. And, and you, if you read it, it is. It's incredible svarim. So how, how do we understand it? I mean, how do we deal with it? How do we deal with the fact that, that the person whose Torah is considered today the main Torah, I mean, Musa starts with Musa Sharim, Hashkafa starts with Derech Hashem, and Das Tvunis. Um, Kabbalah starts with classic Pisgah Chachma and 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 Nadeb Those, I mean, let's start with that. But Akaponik, those are those are. I mean, so, so how do we understand who was right? You know, how, how do we get that? And and the truth is, it's like all the machlokes. I mean, one of the problems is we don't learn about these things because it's not pleasant to learn about. Um, so every time there's machlokes, say, oh, what a terrible door! So much machlokes. I mean, the, the amount of charomas they put out in those days, you know, by hand, was tremendous. I mean, Yaakov Emden signed on who knows how many. And he's one of them, Ramchal. 
I, you know, I listen. I'm, it, this is they were giants, and it's it's hard to sit back and say. But I have the, the hargosha is that the the the, the um, I think it's true about Chassidim and It's true possibly about the Yerushalmi and Rakhamdin. When there was big machloikasin, then that was the only way this Torah could be Mizgala. In other words, because we're in Golis, and because um, the, 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 every time there's a Gilui from something else, there's tremendous Sakana. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes a position. And somebody said, Adam Golis said, very true, the Ramchal's Farim that should have been printed are printed and they're and 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 they're part of the of the Nechasim Israel. The stuff that should have been printed is not printed. The Tikkunim, the Tfilas, the Zayas, the, the extra Perikhilim, all of that is not it's printed, not printed, it's not it, it, it doesn't interest anybody. It's it's not. It it wasn't meant for us and that's that. What it is, who it is, we don't know. But there was a certain um, you know, uh, a kilo between the back and forth, the shaktavitarya between him and his misnagdim. Um, there were, th- this is what came out. Cholesterol today has a tremendous iris without uh, any side effects, without any collateral damage, because of this back and forth. And I, I guess machlekesim shemayim is 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 miskayim, is Means that the the chashashes, the Torah of Dramchal that shouldn't be Gala was this Gala. The chashashes about it were taken care of by the Snagdus, and and between the two together there was a kiyum of, of something very important called Yisrael. Um, but looking at the life of Ramchal, it's an incredible life. He was a person lived just under forty years. Um, his life was. He shut up as as an ashamer somewhere else, off the chart genius. His heck of his rachvas adas was incredible. The volume of what he knew from 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 Torah to there's one actually there's one one um, letter with pilpul in it, and then he has letters where he's very against the people that study uh, Talmud and pilpul most of the time when they should be learning these in Yarm of Primis Torah and so on. Very interesting ashkafis. Um, he, but his life was, uh, uh, by the age of 17, he was already Rosh Chabur of sorts. Age of 20, he had Giluyim. The rest of his life he spent in turmoil. At the age of 23, he was enmeshed, in, 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 embroiled in turmoil with fighting Haramis and Xeris and so on, and then died, him and his entire family. It, it, it's, it's almost as if an Ashama put into our world like a, a sudden bright light, then just extinguished. But what we have from it is is incredible. If for us, the, the cornerstone of our understanding, our tefisa, of of um, what we call Ashkafa, of the basics of Yisraelitur, is Ramchal. Ramchal was unique from Kabbalah. Ramchal structured mind and and clarity of language, able to put things with precision. That's incredible, and um, for us, being so small and standing and looking at such such bright lights and such kufis, 
at, at least at, at least we know at least have a sense of what's before us when you, when you pick up a Mesilsicharim and it sounds very simple a person should, should a Zara should take stock of what he's doing should stand. if you understand who wrote it when we say that there's a lot buried in Mesilsicharim if you understand a lot about the person who wrote it and so on it has a very different picture to, the, we should be zeichet to the to the to, to, to Horus, that that he was trying to be megala before his time. It wasn't the time yet for those aris. And it's we should be zeichet to those to those aris be karim How does it work out with the aris that Shasha's was it like give it to him? Like what? He worked for it in the sense that um, he was, uh, you know, he, 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 